0: Welcome to another episode of Talking Success, connecting the global fintech community. I'm Stacey Jafta, and today I'll be talking with Jason Siv, CEO and founder of MobiCred. The MobiCred platform is integrated into e-commerce sites, providing customers with a real-time secure facility to use across 2,000 online stores in South Africa. Hi, Jason. Thanks for joining me on the podcast. How are you doing?
1: I'm good, Stacey. How are you doing?
0: Good, good, good. It's a little cold here in Cape Town. How about you? Uh,
1: It's okay. We're managing.
0: Nice. How has things been over the last couple of weeks? Pretty
1: interesting. Um, I think uh, getting the entire team set up operating remotely was uh, fairly challenging for the first week. And now I think we're in more of a rhythm. So, um, yep, we're just finding our rhythm, working remotely and trying to keep the business turning over.
0: Where did you find most of the challenges?
1: i think in not being able to uh work stuff out quickly so you know phys- when you're physically standing in an office and problems arise you can pull the relevant people uh into a quick stand up meeting and everyone can talk through the problem mm. and fix the problem fairly quickly uh for some reason when you're working remotely that just takes a bit longer and you and i think not being able to see people's faces um uh, makes it more difficult. So although you can use uh, Zoom calls, I just it's not the same as physically being there together.
0: Have you guys implemented any new systems?
1: Yeah, yeah. So we've we've tried to um, set some processes and like meeting structures in place to try and uh, get the daily processes uh, and reporting kind of more streamlined. Um, if we need to make changes to our system, we're we're doing it more carefully because uh, everyone's sitting in their own space.
0: Let's just jump right in. Tell me about your journey to building MobiCred. You can start where feels most comfortable.
1: So uh, the journey to MobiCred was uh, an interesting one. I had been in other lending businesses for a few years, uh, specifically in the asset finance space. Generally, lending and finance can be quite old school. Um, many of the individuals you deal with are accountants in suits, quite conservative. So when I saw the rise of e-commerce, I realized there must be an opportunity to create a digital lending product in the e-commerce environment. In the e-commerce environment, uh, it's generally a much cooler industry, interesting people, where instead of accountants in suits, you often deal with cool millennials in high tops and tracker caps, who are not scared to test out new payment ch- channels and products. I also saw a few other businesses in Europe and the US, which were disrupting the traditional credit card companies. So you know, using, using the e-commerce industry and products I'd been looking at overseas, Uh, We then put together what we thought was the appropriate uh, product for South Africa. What I did not expect was the delay take-up of MobiCred by many of the e-commerce players um, in the early days. I I think maybe that's due to where the industry was at that point, or honestly, maybe I was a very poor salesperson. I don't know.
0: You mentioned that you started multiple businesses. What did you learn from each of them? What do you wish you did differently?
1: I'm certainly not the person with all the answers. Mm-hmm. Okay, so that's what you were looking for. So myself and, par- and partners have definitely made mistakes. You just hope that you can learn from them and not repeat them. The question of when is often asked, and I suppose there's no right answer. There's no right time. Of course. I think. I think... People will always find reasons to delay the start of a new business, but until you actually start, you never really know um, the extent of what that product demand is and what the actual product will look look like. Uh, You just need to get going. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: Obviously, funding is a key ingredient in the discussion, but I think funding is is such a large aspect of it that it's another whole discussion. Over and above that, I think having some experienced people to lean on is also very key. My experience so far is that people want other people to succeed and they'd like to be a part of that journey. So if you're young and uh, your experience and skill set is limited to certain areas, try to get some gray hair around the table because you don't know everything. Um, in fact, I think I think the most important part of this is knowing what you don't know. So understand what you don't know, and then try access people with those skill sets, um, and get them around you. So you kind of you can be the best version of yourself.
0: How did you meet these people? Were they previous business owners that you engaged with that way, or did you did you research the best people to be in contact with? How did you go about it?
1: So uh, my Uh, My partners in MobyCred are um, a bunch of private individuals who I've had relationships with um, from quite a few years back. Uh, Some of them were involved with me in uh, previous businesses in the medical finance business.
0: We were speaking a couple of days ago about how you... You took a product that was, that was already established within the Swedish market and South Africa reacted differently to what you expected. What is the best way to get to know your potential consumers and, and how do you, do you avoid, avoid this?
1: We suspected that, we, that we, we knew what the right version of MobiCred was. Um, we, we also knew there was an opportunity for an alternative tender type in the digital space. Only after going live did we realize our flaws. Uh, in fact, one of my best friends, uh, he, runs a, he runs ROI Media, and he's a, he's a bit of an SEO guru. Mm-hmm. And he kept painfully pointing out all these flaws in the process and the flows and the UX
0: mm-hmm.
1: and other parts of the business. And we knew what they were. But when you're in that startup mode in the first two years, three years, you can't fix everything at the same time. So you you need to almost prioritize the most crucial items that will help you survive, which in our world, in the first two or three years of our business was distribution. We just wanted to cast that net wide and far, partner with as many uh, gateways and channel partners that we could, onboard as many merchants as we can, and once we got that right and we had started to um, increase our revenue and start earning a bit of money. Then we started employing more of the right people to uh, help with optimization of the product. Mm-hmm. With limited resources in the first three years, you know you, you're going to have to make some choices. And we chose Definitely. to prioritize distribution and channel partners, and then attack product optimization uh, once time allowed.
0: Are you happy with that decision?
1: I'm happy now. I think at the time it was quite frustrating because. We knew what was wrong, and we weren't the only ones who knew what was wrong. Mm. You know, I, I remember clearly going to quite a few meetings with uh, a few retailers or the or other service providers, and the guys were very quick to say, "Oh, that's wrong, and that's wrong, and this process is incorrect, and there's drop-off here." And we knew it, but we couldn't change everything at the same time. You know, at that point in time, I think we had like ten people in the business Can't do it.
0: And we were chatting as well about how you wish you never waited until the product was perfect. When is the right time to launch a product? What is that sweet spot looking like?
1: Once we knew the product would deliver basic functionality,
0: mm-hmm.
1: that when a customer could apply, access a facility within a few hours uh, and then have access to enough merchants to make that, to make that facility worthwhile. Mm-hmm. So, in our world, when we had five merchants um integrated into the Mobica platform, it didn't give the customer much choice yeah only once we started onboarding you know like twenty thirty forty merchants um did the facility really become a bit of a broad based uh retail product so that took time, but mm-hmm. Also at that point in time when we had five or ten merchants uh, four or five years ago it was we never had that many customers and the customers that were using that were using the product uh, generally were using the product as uh, a means to purchase um, something quite expensive a laptop a phone um, maybe some furniture
0: mm-hmm.
1: and then once we started onboarding more and more merchants, uh, those customers started using the product more frequently um, across the merchant base. And obviously today we've got uh, close to 2,000 merchants. So um, we're
0: That's incredible. What was the first response you had when you approached um, retailers?
1: Funny you ask. So <laughs> in the beginning, the online retailers gave us very little love. And I think many of them thought the idea of a digital credit product was not required okay so many of them were quite hung up on the ux and tech and the idea of pushing revenue was Mm -hmm. kind of secondary that's certainly my experience from when i was out there in like 2016 knocking on doors of online merchants i think over time this has changed Uh, once we landed a few strong brand names some of the others took notice and so it began Uh, one of our first one of our first brand names that we partnered with was iStore mm-hmm.
0: and oh, they wow.
1: were they were a great great retailer. that must have been very helpful do. yeah they were fantastic and the team there i think understood what the product was supposed to do for them and our marketing teams worked really well together uh and that was the start and i think also in some in some funny way a lot of the retailers look at their competitors in certain industries and and copy them, copy their not only copy product, but they copy payment types and um, kind of custom experiences and so on.
0: Probably also wanting to stay up to date.
1: Yeah, yeah, and I think also a lot of retailers started recognizing what was going on in the e-commerce market overseas, and there were businesses overseas such as Afterpay and Klarna and Affirm mm-hmm. that started making a bit of noise in the media. So we try to kind of position ourselves as um a similar product to the local online players. And you know, for us, once we started building an engaged and loyal customer base with spending power, the sell did become easier. So at the beginning, you're, you know, you, you don't have much to offer. You're just going you're you're only going to be able to facilitate increased spend from that retailer's customer. But once we were able to to survive a few years and build up our own customer base, we, we, we started bringing value and customers to the retailers.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, and I think retailers also began to see that it's the customer who should decide how she or he or she wants to pay. So the more payment methods accepted, the higher mm-hmm. the conversion in the, in the retailer's world.
0: What made retailers trust or choose MobiCred after turning down competing methods of payment?
1: I think at the time that we went to market, there were there weren't a lot of other options. So customers who wanted to pay with a with some kind of credit facility had to use their credit cards.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And if a customer either didn't want to deal with a large bank or credit card provider, uh, there wasn't really another option. Mm-hmm. They could go and 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 take out a, a personal loan from a bank um, in their own time. And you know, access that money and then use that money to make a purchase online. But you know, there, there's there's no there's no smooth process there. It's quite painful. So I think for the retailers to facilitate uh, credit, um, it made sense for us to fit into their world and for us to almost align with them and them to communicate with their customers. That credit that credit is available. Moby credits here, and um, and if the customers choose to access a facility. That's that's their prerogative.
0: Do you think you've been protected or in a better position to weather the storm compared to your peers?
1: Firstly, the storm's not over. Definitely. Nobody knows who has weathered the storm and how well. Certainly, if you're in lending in a time like this, it's really, really scary. So every lender suddenly becomes a collections business as you you try to protect your bottom line from defaulting customers. And at the same time. You, we continue to activate new customers daily and we're managing that existing customer base who are still transacting.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, in terms of protection, we are very fortunate in that we've, we've got RCS as our funding partner. And I think this will stand us in good stead. Uh, their team is incredibly supportive. Uh, I also believe that this COVID-19 thing will accelerate e-commerce and I mean, we can already see increased applications and spend across our platform. Uh, in the last four days, there's been a a, a big, up, big uplift.
0: Oh, that's so, awesome!
1: Obviously, cash is king right now. Everyone wants to have to make sure they they've got enough liquidity to carry themselves. Uh, and I think MobiCred partnering with RCS um, has protected us. Um, protected us a lot more than had we had been just running the show totally on our own as we were uh, three years ago.
0: Well, thank you so much, Jason, for joining me on the show. Um, I really appreciate it. Where can those find you on social media? Where's the best place to get a hold of you?
1: Get hold of MobyCred on MobyCred.co.za and there's a customer service uh, email address, I think service at MobyCred.co.za and uh, we've got a full marketing team and uh, support team there dealing with customers and merchants all the time.
0: Thanks so much, Jason.
1: Only a pleasure, Stacey. Thanks for having me.
0: Thank you for listening to Talking Success, connecting the global fintech community. Feel free to follow us on Instagram at the Cloud. And if you're interested in exec talent or you yourself are looking for a new exciting change in your career, check out our website, talentinthecloud.io.